Hello and welcome to IdeaGen TV, powered by Azure and presented globally by Microsoft. Today we have with us Chanceline Carpentier, the chief of the UNCTAD New York office. Chanceline, welcome. Thank you, IdeaGen. I'm delighted and honored to be here with you today for this global day on global resiliency and dynamic resiliency. I've been asked to share my experience with you on dynamic resilience in time of COVID crisis. I'd like to start by saying that this pandemic has affected all of us, but of course, we're privileged. So far, there's been 2 million dead, half a million have lost their jobs. World GDP has decreased by 4.5%, FDI down by 45%, FDI being foreign direct investment. Remittances and trade are down 10%. An additional 130 million people risk, are at risk of falling in extreme poverty uh, due to this pandemic. And twice as many people are going to bed uh, hungry because of this pandemic. And this is something that a reverse in trend because up to a few years ago, we actually were on the trend of decreasing uh, hunger. Importantly, the impact of COVID-19 is not gender neutral. Women are affected disproportionately to men. Why? Because women are employed in um, overrepresented in most affected economic sectors, such as tourism and services. They are the first to lose their job and access to education are also the one filling in for increased unpaid care at home. And MSMEs, micro, small and medium enterprise owned by women are also 27% more likely to not survive the pandemic, according to our statistics. So, this leads us to thinking about, do we have a broken model? Some people are yearning to build back or go back to the old normal, they can't wait. But even before the pandemic, we lived in a world plagued by increasing uncertainties and inequalities with those at the bottom of the pyramid having limited opportunities and well-being increasingly concentrated at the top. The digital divide between developing and developing nation, rural and urban areas was also already big. But COVID-19 has deepened these pre-existing inequalities. COVID-19 has demonstrated our interconnectedness and exposed the self-limitation of our outdated economic and financial system and the trade and investment regime that guide them. However, I am a firm believer and belief and courage are very important in times of crisis. And I believe the pandemic offers a once in a generation opportunity to build the world we want as called for by the 2030 agenda, which include the 17 SDGs. The COVID-19 crisis provides a start wake up call to the importance of aligning our economies to the SDGs and the Paris Agreement to foster resilience. Lack of action and underinvestment in sustainable development, inequality, financial volatility, which are at the core of the SDGs, has led to this systemic risk, economic and nature-based, and come at a very high price for all, as we saw in the early statistics I gave you. So we need courage to seize the day. UNCTAD has called for a global Green New Deal, not just a national one or a regional one, but a global one, as we need massive investment in developing countries' health system, broadband infrastructure, renewable energy, and sustainable agricultural innovation, if we want to achieve the SDGs. This requires massive public fund and policies that ensure private investment can also align with the SDGs in the developed as well as developing countries. But developing countries do not have the fiscal capacity that some of our countries have, and therefore the need for a global Green New Deal. 
We should have the courage and care because we won't win on climate change, biodiversity loss, which was one of the causes for this pandemic, illicit financial flows and tax evasion, unless we all work together through the multilateral system and in partnership with one another. So what does my office um, and UNCTAD have done during this 2020 unforgettable year? And how have we adapted and were we resilient? Well, I would have to say we were prepared and very busy taking advantage of this opportunity presented by the crisis to advance many of the issues that UNCTAD has been advocated for for more than 50 years. Those following UNCTAD's work will have noticed the extensive number of analysis UNCTAD conducted and published on COVID-19's impact, especially on developing countries, on trade, investment, entrepreneurship, digitalization, and gender divide since February. We were prepared as we had already demonstrated systemic biases against developing countries and the most vulnerable in our countries. We only had to update our analysis for COVID-19, which only amplifies these pre-existing conditions. And because we have the trust of the vulnerable countries and communities for whom we advocate, they responded to our request for data, knowing we will make good use of it to support them. Right in March, UNCTAD was one of the 15 UN entities asked by the Secretary General to develop within a span of two weeks, this is unheard of at the UN, a UN framework for immediate socioeconomic response to COVID-19. My office was asked to support our senior management and coordinate and integrate UNCTAD's contribution from all divisions, especially in the protecting jobs, small medium enterprise and informal sector worker support, as well as macroeconomic response and multilateral collaboration. The framework was used to develop 125 national economic response plans so far, which UNCTAD and other UN agencies are contributing to now to help those developing countries um, to, to recover from COVID-19. These are financed by two repurposed funds and a new one that was created specifically to support country, countries' COVID-19 response. My team, even, my team, my small team of, of four people even serve on the review panel for those funds. Now, because the social economic response plan are guided by the SDGs, that's very important, this crisis may represent the opportunity to channel part of the trillion in investment gap that UNCTAD has estimated for developing countries to achieve the SDGs. But that is only if we think of others. Our national leaders under fierce pressures, especially from the opposition, to grab as many vaccines as possible and to redirect ODA, official development assistance, towards national stimulus packages. We need to give decision makers the courage to do the right thing and act in solidarity. We can't win the war against COVID-19 unless everyone has access to the vaccine or on climate change and biodiversity loss unless developing countries have access to innovation, frontier technology to foster green, blue, orange, which is the creative economy and other um, innovation, especially in economic and finance system. So in terms of systemic issue within the UN, we respond to those through the financing for sustainable development process. To raise awareness and give political support to this idea of solidarity and the need for multilateral cooperation to address systemic issues, the UN Secretary General has joined the, the group of friends, which is a group of ambassadors and country led by the permanent mission of, of Canada and Jamaica to the UN on SDG financings in May, 
to discuss joint responsibility with uh, at the table, President Macron and Trudeau and Merkel and several of the, the head of the developing countries nation. They decided to create discussion groups to come up with policy options to address the various issues facing countries, such as inability to service sovereign debt, disruption in supply chain for essential goods, ensuring that stimulus packages are invested in line with the SDGs, among others. What was really innovative was the configuration of the discussion groups led by countries instead of being G20 or G7, the large and powerful countries, by a mix of small and large country representatives, supported by UN entities like UNCTAD and others, the, the civil society, the international financial institution like the World Bank and the IMF, academia, private sector, and others. Given our work in pre-existing uh, support to the group of friends, UNCTAD was asked to support three of the discussion group on sovereign debt, private rating agencies, and aligning investment with the SDGs. Out of this very innovative process came out 350 policy options that we've been asked now by the Secretary General to follow up on. Um, and UNCTAD was asked to follow up on the policy option related to financing and technology, and we're very excited about that. Because the poorest and most vulnerable countries are more deeply impacted, um, the PGA, the President of General Assembly, uh, has created a board of advisors on these developed countries, landlocked developing countries, and small island developing states, on which he invited me to serve to contribute on that deep thought leadership, research, and analysis, so we can actually have, make a difference for those countries while we have an opportunity in 2021. So in conclusion, I have a team of four professional staff and three interns, and we did not stop, and we had little time to be concerned about our own life. This is where dynamic resilience comes in. We adapted, up our game in partnership with others. And because no one alone can achieve the SDGs and get, up, get us out of this crisis, partnership and cooperation is essential. We all know that. As the chief of the New York office, I made bridging public and private sector collaboration and partnership and large-scale action to elevate economic prosperity for my key goal. My team and I have developed trusted partnership with IDHM and International Council on Small Business and, and, and others that so that we can actually have these trusted partnership that we can turn to in these crisis years, but also that they can turn to us. UNCTAS does not focus only on partnership, however, which is what people kind of tend to know about SDG 17. We also focus on and have a mandate to work on the means of implementation. And those are the financing, the trade, the technology, the infrastructure, and the data needed to achieve the SDGs. To, to generate inclusive, resilient, and sustainable economic growth for post-COVID-19, we must have the courage to support strong multilateral response. Together, let's be brave and advocate for 10% of the world GDP, which is about what our nation, the developed nation, is have a, put about 10% of their GDP forward on in their stimulus package nationally. But let's make sure that we have the 10% of the world GDP targeted to developing countries as called uh, by our UN Secretary General. Let's make sure that 50% of these stimulus packages be targeted to the care economy or the purple economy, where it creates jobs for women while allowing women to have more less unpaid care to take care of and therefore have more time to run their business. And let's ensure that we focus these stimulus packages on MSME, including women-owned 
MSMEs. My team is tired like everyone else, but we are driven by this window of opportunity, this crisis offer to use the stimulus packages to foster blue, green, circular, orange, and purple economy recovery that will make our economy sustainable and resilient, as opposed to the old economy that benefited the few at the extreme of others and the planet. And we supported each other at our daily team meeting. When one of us woke up with a COVID-19 blues, we were there for each other. This is my vision of dynamic resilience. Thank you.